Welcome back, everyone. We've got uh, Ben, George, and me, Brian, here to talk about uh, This Week in Tech. This week. Yeah, this week. The Week in Tech. It's here again. Spring break week also. Yeah, it was a good spring break for us. Still seems like it was a pretty active week, though. But yes, Very. quite active. There's quite so, a lot going on this week. In case you guys didn't know, Windows 7 is end of life. What? I know. It's a shock. Wait, wait, wait. So that means that XP has been into life? Wait, you guys are, you're running seven, George and I have XP all the way. What? Oh. When, you, did, you didn't hear the news, guys? I mean, still there was a big upgrade. There's there still a, a lot of enterprises running XP. So and you're telling me seven is predator. Seven. Seven wow. is going out. All right, so oh, finally man. getting to eight then, right? No, no. Well, Eight's going out too. Eight, eight, okay, eight dot one then? Eight, eight dot one, eight dot two, eight dot three. It's all going out. Well, so okay, so nine. 10? Windows. N- no, wait, 10? there is no nine. Wait, what happened to nine? We don't want to talk about nine. What happened to Windows One X for nine? Not yeah. What happened to nine? Yeah. No, no nines. No, it is Windows Ten. All the way. All the way. Huh? But iPhone eight, iPhone nine. No. So when nope. does Windows Ten go away? I don't know. I probably about another five years. We hope. Man. But yeah, so as of January 14th, 2020, Windows 7 will no longer be supported by Microsoft. So if you're still on Windows 7, please get off of it. So about please nine upgrade. and a half months. Hmm. Yep. Man. So if you have yeah. a, if you basically, if a woman gets pregnant right now, you need to be off Windows 7 by the time your baby's born. That is that's a good a, reminder. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Though I don't know if it's applicable to everyone who watches our show, listens to our show. Maybe mm. not. Yeah. But not. Um, you may have picked the most uh, unique way to track the migration. Yeah, they could <laughs> j- even if you're not expecting a baby, just go and download like the <laughs> baby app. app. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just and call put the, the date January 14th and then <laughs> every true. week it gives you some stuff but just know that you need to start you're having a plans. baby. His name is I, Windows yeah. 10. You need to start making, plan, right to to start making plans. To prepare for your next OS <laughs> upgrade because <laughs> that baby's going to be here sooner or later. Yeah, so in order to prepare, you're probably going to have to purchase a new license for your Windows 7 PC. I know they did have an offer for an upgrade program, but I'm pretty sure that has expired at this point. You might still be able to do it. You might not. I the don't know. The only one yeah. that I've seen it available for is like for people who have accessibility issues. Yeah. It's still available for them, but you're going to know that you're on that OS because I accidentally did it on one of my machines. And yeah. So don't, don't try do to think, George. yeah, uh-huh. don't, don't think you're going to be slick and just, Oh, I'll just do the accessibility. I'll just turn them off. They don't turn off. <laughs> Very nice. Well, All right. Good to they know. can, but we won't discuss how to do that here. All right. So, um, <laughs> your options for getting a new license, you can always go through Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft store and pay full retail price, which, I believe it's around two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like yeah. That's yeah, never pay retail, guys. Two hundred dollars? Yes. For wow. people to actually pay for their OSs, it's two hundred dollars. It's pretty that's crazy. Why I buy used cars. Right. Now, if you don't want to pay for an OS, you can always go to Ubuntu. Yeah, a uh, lot of lot of Linux variants out there, and also there are other manufacturers who don't even charge you for an OS anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah just a true. little bit pricier on the hardware. Just a little. But uh, if you are looking at building a PC, I mean, that would be a good time to look at building mm-hmm. a PC would be right now. I know 
New Egg sells OEM licenses for system builders, so if you're building your system from scratch, getting CPU, processor, motherboard, that qualifies you for this new OEM builder price, mm -hmm. and I think it's usually around $89.99, usually $89.99 to $120, depending if you're going to go with the Home Edition or Pro Edition. Uh, my recommendation, always go 64-bit, never go 32-bit, 32-bit is dead, and also bios is soon to be dead as well so make sure UEFI. when you're building your pc make sure it is uefi enabled yeah. Brian, do point. you know are they going away from 60 32 bit finally i thought that that was the case that there is <laughs> i didn't even know that you could download a 30 you can still get it still get it yeah but uh, why would you want to? If I don't you want to cap no yourself idea. at that great threshold of four gigabytes of performance on your computer, I mean, yeah, I've yeah. seen new systems out there with Windows 10 and only four gigs of RAM. Mm. Trust me, you need eight gigs or higher to actually have that thing perform and not be a jalopy on the highway mm -hmm. of the Internet of Life. Yes. Man. Because even browsers these days, like with the multiple tabs and sessions, especially you can, Chrome, yes, you can mm -hmm. eat Chrome up memory. Eat up your memory yeah. easily. Right. Like four gigs goes straight to your browser for just all your sessions you have open mm -hmm. nowadays. But so okay. those are the options for getting your licenses. Um, there are cheaper alter alternatives out there. You might find some deals on Amazon. Probably not that reliable to find them, but they mm -hmm. are out there. Uh, other places, uh, kingguin.net, that's K-I-N-G-U-I-N.net. Hmm. Uh, that legit. Totally legit. All right, so this site, I kind of stumbled upon it, and they do have some really solid deals. I bought a few things off of there. I have heard people getting gypped on it, but, <laughs> I mean, buyer beware. But, I mean, you can get an actual OEM license for Windows 10 for, like, 10 to $20, so... I mean, it is a gamble, but if it activates, it's yours. You're good to go. You got Windows 10 for cheaper than anybody else can get it. Wow, but, I mean, a... you might also check eBay. I know with PayPal, you do have guaranteed assurance of your items that yeah. you get. So hmm. I uh, I bought something off of eBay one time and um, opened up a case in PayPal, and it was, they refunded me my money pretty soon. I mean, they, mm -hmm. I believe, unless you're a... Uh, uh, it's like a pro seller. I can't remember the term right now, but um, they hold your funds for up to 20 some odd days. So um, the thing I do like about PayPal is that it's very secure and you usually have a better chance of getting your money back. So um, normally I tell people if they're going on a sketchy site um, to find something to buy it cheap, if they have an option to pay with PayPal, I would do it through that option. Just a yeah. little side note. PayPal is definitely buyer friendly yes yes definitely okay. yeah, i agree <laughs> and crazy. just a side note uh -huh. paypal was developed by none other than elon musk what it used to be called PayX, and he him and his brother developed it and uh they sold it to the company now paypal and it was rebranded to paypal but it was actually developed and started by elon musk because he wanted to build a online bank that people can get protection from other banks because he didn't trust uh, many banks. And um, hmm. yeah, that yeah. was uh, that never was trust your by, bank. That That's was developed by Elon Musk. Like Might explain why it was it's so buyer focused. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. So another interesting note in our week in tech, 
Microsoft is now preparing Windows Defender Advanced Threat Protection for the Mac OS. But so ATP isn't that that's uh, they offer that for three sixty five for enterprises too, don't they? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like an advanced purchase for um, cloud users. Yep. So now it's for now it's for personal for the Mac OS for the Mac. Oh, that's just a but weird... Macs never get viruses, right, guys? Right. Yeah, you're perfectly safe there. Um, not really. I'm indifferent on that. I, I just really yeah. Am. It seems like a weird product to go there if you were gonna if you're a Mac user. Why would you go with this one Microsoft product? Well, you may have other things, hey, but you, you have probably Office. don't. You may it depends on how um, how involved you are in your publishing. I'm sure they're gonna have an Edge browser for Mac OS anytime <laughs> now. Oh, Edge. Gosh. There's yeah, that's pretty crazy. I would have never thought Microsoft would make a antivirus for for Apple Mac. or Mac, yeah, or Apple, whatever you want to call it. Right. It is definitely an interesting week in tech. Why uh, would Apple be for that? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm well, sorry. I just got a hard time getting th- grasping this. Well, I think Microsoft, I think may have a, a more goal that they want to. They're a software company. They don't care who they make software for, and maybe. Uh, they're, I guess, trying to embrace Apple. It just seems like a weird mix. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't mesh. It's. 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 Well, the other thing that doesn't mesh with it is you actually see Windows involving like Linux products into yeah. their build now. So yeah. now you yeah. can actually run Ubuntu and other mm-hmm. types of shell on right. your actual Windows, Windows 10 OS, which yep. is very surprising, but. I mean, I think that's with the GitHub acquisition for Microsoft is that they're trying to be more inclusive of the open developer, the mm-hmm. Linux-based community, just to try to get people to develop on it, stick to the platform, and use it. So, I mean, I see soft software as a service going to be like Microsoft's next road. I mean, oh, everything's yeah. going to be a service. Like, yeah. they've talked about making the Windows OS a service. So basically, mm-hmm. you're paying to rent your PC. You don't own the software anymore. Well, you never own the software. You license the software, using air quotes there. Almost reminds you of kind of how we live in this world as far as you never really own anything because you got to pay taxes on everything. Ooh. I mean, even when you pay your house off, you can right. still lose your house if you don't pay your taxes on it. That's yeah, true. True. Yeah. You can lose your car if you don't go get your tag and you get pulled over too many times, they'll take it away. So yeah. life as a service. This, Taxes and fees. Right. So it seems like we're gonna be just I mean Subscribe to life. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean you know, I before it used to be you had your your rent, utilities and cell phone and all that. You knew that was all basic stuff mm-hmm. but now you're adding all this other stuff to it you're gonna have to pay your pc bill you got to pay your internet bill you got to pay your streaming you know, bill your streaming bill which we'll talk about here in a you second you could have a subscription for every part of your life now it's pretty crazy wow yeah, yeah. isn't it great yeah alarm service you know everything you can have all your groceries or subscriptions yeah 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 grocery yeah. subscriptions i mean amazon has subscriptions where you can get your diapers and food and stuff on mm-hmm. like a subscription that is a good way right. to save 20 percent. Uh, i if think you they guys do adult diapers have... too yeah depends mm. depends yeah yeah just really if they do or not Brian. i don't know and but. amazon basic depends <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's an area you want to skimp no no, no that those things will probably be like not wearing any at all all right <laughs> all right so back on topic 
another interesting note is Intel has released some general specs. It kind of got leaked, but they're showing their Gen 11 onboard GPU, and it is comparative performance with the AMD notebook, the Vega 10 GPU. Well, APU, actually. So it's interesting that seeing that Intel is actually getting parity with some of the AMD products out there, the APU products. So I don't know if they're really going to pull out all the stops and be able to compete, but it's interesting to see that they have some parity with it now at this point, which I've always seen like AMD graphics processing has always been like leaps and bounds above Intel because I remember just a few years back, like they actually Intel tried to compete and say, look, we can do gaming too on our onboard video cards and yeah you see him sucking at like 10 frames a second the <laughs> amd i mean it wasn't that far beyond them they're still like sitting at probably about 19 maybe 25 frames depending on the games but i mean at least it was somewhat playable i mean depending on the graphics quality level but i mean intel does seem like they're trying to pick up their game trying to compete more in that area which i mean it's all welcome i mean i would love to be able to have something that i could just do light gaming on just from the get-go and not have to go extreme with like a dedicated graphics card so i mean it'd be really good for the notebook realm to have like a good solid gpu that isn't discrete that's bundled with the processor and you get to be able to do some good 1080p gaming on at medium quality of settings Hmm. Hmm. well that's pretty crazy very exciting another thing that uh, came out which it seems like more and more people are adopting are uh, Google's coming out with a uh, streaming service for gaming, but one of the biggest news is that Apple is coming out with a TV streaming service, literally called Apple TV after what? their streaming device. <laughs> so Man. they have an Apple TV with Apple TV right. for Apple yeah. TV. So they're joining so the ranks. The whole bag of, of apples. They're joining the ranks of, you know, like Sling TV, DirecTV Now, uh, YouTube TV, where they're going to be offering a subscription service to get original content. So they're going to be developing their own content similar to Netflix. Hmm. But they're also going to offer like live TV and some other different things like that. When live TV first came out, I thought this is great. You know, people can start cutting the cord. I've been a cable cutter now for well over five years, and it's been awesome. But the more that you're starting to see these companies pop up, the more TV costs are creeping back up because you cut your, your cable mm -hmm. cord to get a lower subscription. Like I remember when I went with Sling TV, it was $20 a month mm -hmm. and it's slowly crept up. It's like 25 now. And eventually yep. I think they're going to say mm -hmm. it's going to start at 30, but then you've got Netflix. That's at what? $10 now. It's, six, it's creeping up to 16 now. Yeah. It's creeping up to 16. So, you add up the $25 now for Sling TV and then the 16 for um, Netflix, you're at what, $41? Yeah. And then now Apple TV is coming out with a service and all of them have stuff that the other ones don't in some different right. regard. So before you know it, a lot of us are going to be paying you're, what it costs to have regular cable. You're going to well, pay more. I mean, that is the crazy thing that I'm seeing. It's just like a horrible trend that everybody's like creating these paywalls. So we have exclusive content on Hulu. We have exclusive content on Netflix mm -hmm. and we have exclusive content on CBS access. Now, if you like, what is it? Star Trek discovery, which right. I really love the show is great, but I mean, it just does not make feasible sense to have all these individual pay paywalls set up where everybody has to pay a fee to see this. Everybody has to pay a fee to see this. I mean, 
even with Disney on the horizon, that freaks me out because they got what? They got Fox, they got Marvel, mm-hmm. they got all of Star Wars, Pixar. Pixar. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon, you, yeah, they're probably going to buy out Paramount as well. But, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, they have a huge monopoly with all, like, the stuff that we really love and adore. And you can pretty much guarantee it. They're going to lock it up behind a paywall. It's going to be a Disney streaming service, and you'll only get this Disney content here. And Mm -hmm. they're going to just, like, man, license you to death with it. If you're a competitor trying to get access to the content, you are pretty sure those fees aren't going to be reasonable. And they're probably going to pull them from the other competitors, too. Or they're already making the content different. Like, you, like the stuff that's owned by Disney, if you buy it on another competing one, uh, what I've seen is that you don't get the 4k content for it you only get the 1080p and then mm. i'm also hearing yeah. that you know how like sometimes they'll have like the director's cut and right. different versions of the movies you'll only be able to get that now on their streaming service and you won't be able to get it from any third party right and i, I know that it started out what we all wanted it to be and then as usual everyone wants we to bring money into the it. consumer right. Got came in yeah. right yeah. Consumer always gets control, screwed in every yeah. deal out there. Yeah, I mean, I know some people now that are paying just as much, if not more, for all the streaming services that they have than what they were paying for cable. Because mm-hmm. you got some people that love some of the shows on Hulu that are original content. Right. You've got a lot of people that love the shows on Netflix. Again, original content. Right. And then they got like Sling TV or YouTube TV. So then when you add all that stuff up, that's like 50, 60 bucks right there. Right. And then now you've got Apple coming into the mix and then mm-hmm. Google's coming into the right. mix. And, you know, before you know it, you're going to be literally having a streaming bill of like five to seven different services for mm-hmm. almost a hundred dollars. Right. Yep. And you probably won't realize how much you're paying because it's so diverse. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. seven ninety nine here, right. fifteen ninety nine there, $25 there. It sounds cheap, but then when you add it up, you're like, oh. Yeah. And like then the other bucks. thing uh, we haven't really mentioned is your <sighs> cable provider now may be charging you. $30 more a month in order to have unlimited internet. Oh, yes. Um, so and so that caps. went up. Yeah. Well, I don't even know why we have data caps. but Yeah, shouldn't exist. It's the same internet. It's the same it's as the it's always same been. It's the same internet as it's always been. It's just another way for them to tax the consumer. And it's just... Yeah. I don't know. We need some disruptors out there. I mean, because when you think about it, all these services that you that you talk about, they came from disruptors. You know, yeah. you had Sling mm-hmm. TV, you had a lot of these companies that came in and they disrupted these industries. And then the industries, you know, they Clamp got smart. And... Yeah, because if you right. look at it, Amazon disrupted, but Sears didn't adjust. Kmart didn't adjust. Uh, any of these co- these other retail companies mm-hmm. didn't adjust, so they went out of business. Right. So now that you got these disruptors coming into these other different areas... They're like, no, we're not going to be like Sears and some of these other places. We're going to adjust. And they're adjusting, but again, it's adjusting at the consumer's expense. So for you guys listening out there, we need some more disruptors to come <laughs> and disrupt this whole thing because this this streaming service thing is about to make it's, it to where people are going to probably right. go back to cable. Essentially, well, the yeah. only disruptive thing I see about it is like they've actually made note that with all these paywalls coming up, that a rise in piracy is actually heading up. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not endorsing it. Welcome not back, Pirate it, but Bay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're basically going to be asking for that. I mean, Hollywood d- just doesn't understand. There's a limited amount of money that you can bleed from the customer before right. they 
Right. Where they rebel. Yeah. Look right. for alternative ways to get to access to the content. And, and there's I mean, always an alternative. Yes, there is always an alternative. I mean, that's the annoying thing with all the DMCA, mm-hmm. the copyright protections, mm-hmm. how they put special chips in the DVD players, how they put special codecs and special encryption to block everything. But people still find a way to access it. I mean, it just kind of really annoys me. I would prefer just to get a DVD or a Blu-ray that just had all the content. And if I wanted to make a personal copy or have mm-hmm. a digital copy, I could right. just pop the disc into my computer and then copy it over my phone. If you purchased it, it you should be able to do whatever you want to do with it. Right. That's the whole deal around purchasing. That's one of the reasons why, you know, yes, HOAs have a place, but I do think that sometimes they can go a little overboard. Like, Oh, you can't use those type of flowers or you can't put colorful flowers in your thing. If you purchase something, you should have access to be able to do what you want to do it within reason. Yeah, okay. Within, within reason. reason. Right. But you know, I don't understand why you can buy a DVD, but there's, they can tell you how you can use that DVD that you purchase. Mm-hmm. If you're going to tell me how to use something, give it to me. I'll use it exactly the way you want me to use it. But if you're going to, if, if I'm going to purchase something from you and you can tell me, Hey, I'm going to sell you this shirt, but you can only wear it on Sundays. <laughs> Well, then why am I going to purchase right. it? What if I want to wear it on Wednesday? What if I want to wear it on Saturday? You There's know? extra fee for right. that. Yeah. But or you, you can, can go do to jail it. for you five years and $50,000 fine. Yeah. Like, right. what? I, I don't want any of that. So eventually what it's going to take is it's going to have to take, you know, the consumers are going to have to just stand up for themselves. Us as consumers, we're going to have to stand up for ourselves, whether we do a mass unsubscription, because when we did that, as you noticed, a lot of the TV services started offering streaming service when people started leaving direct tv mm-hmm. look what happened they came out with a streaming service when people started uh leaving dish network same thing when people started leaving cox cox mm-hmm. came out with uh i forgot the streaming service that they have it's like a contour tv contour yeah right. they come out with that so um when we stand up for ourselves and we make an exit and it hits them in the pockets they normally come in and start to adjust to us and then when we get comfortable they readjust yep and the thing is, is that we're going to have to stop taking so long to respond to these type of things, mm-hmm. because if not, it's just going to keep happening. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was a good trend that you just pointed out. I mean, like with everybody turning into like cable cars, you're dropping that TV service. So you could go if you're streaming mm-hmm. service. I mean, that was their touche moment. It's like, oh, well, you're going to use streaming instead of this. Well, welcome to the data cap world here. You have to pay for using the data that doesn't right. cost us anything like I mean, Brian is our network expert. Does it cost you any more money per megabyte, gigabyte, oh, or anything questions. to actually transfer data when you're just having a connection to the universe out there of the World um, Wide Web? Yeah, I don't really think they spent any more money on that or incurred any more costs. I think they only I mean, started. If I go yeah. over a terabyte a month, I mean, is that going to really cost Cox um, or AT&T right. too much more money to do that? No, they, they never really. Uh, they'll never have to pay anything extra to get that bandwidth. And the whole thing was, is that you were already, they already had the solution and there were you, you were buying how much you wanted to use, like a hundred meg, uh, uh, speed. Your, right. Yeah. Your speeds. Right. That's what you ultimately needed to that work on to purchasing. pay. So if someone wants to have a gig, sure. They can pay more for that. You can do tiers there, but you can't also limit the total amount they want to do in a month because you've already, the networking gear doesn't care how much you use it just was the ultimate thing is 
how many people I mean, it are using it. It does seem like we're in a deja vu moment because, I mean, this is basically bringing me back to the America Online days where basically you were metered. You, you right. had actually about 80 minutes of mm-hmm. internet time. And then, like, we were so stuck on that. Like, we had innovation stagnate because everybody's like, well, I don't have enough time to connect. Oh, I'm running out of minutes. Oh, I'm out of this. But then, like, you see, once we actually opened up and they had true unlimited internet, like, it, like, man, there right. is so much progress with so much technology, mm-hmm. innovation, yeah. new things that came out. Everybody's right. able to, like, do their homebrew coding at home. Like, yeah, there were so many new distros of Deb- Debian, CentOS, yeah. Red Hat, because the community was there. People got out there on the internet. There was mm-hmm. a lot more collaboration, a lot more design, a lot more innovation, because everybody was more connected everybody could do it it's like okay i get this cool crazy idea but it's a really big file can i send it to you it's like yeah i got all the time in the world send it to me i'll look at it i'll look at i'll update the code i'll make it better we'll work on it together we'll collaborate but now like with the data caps i mean you're basically going back to that period of the 90s where it's like well i could help you with that but i'm gonna get to my data cap and I mean, even with, like, Microsoft updates, I mean, that's something that they looked at. They did studies about meter connections, and they said that when it came down to it, if it was something that the person didn't really want, like, updates, security patches, OS updates, or anything, like, they nixed it. Like, that window stayed there. There was no innovation, no updates, no new things downloaded or put on the computer because it took away from their streaming time or their Mm -hmm. Facebook time. So, I mean, it's a very vicious trend that I'm seeing and it, I don't know, it just kind of pisses me off because, like, it doesn't cost them anything extra mm-hmm. per gigabyte, per You don't megabyte. have to pay Al Gore any more money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he, he doesn't charge you any more money. And I think another thing that we fail to realize, too, is that there's really no way that the consumer can track it. There's no way to know if you, I mean, mm-hmm. they, of course they give you a meter, but how do we know that meter's accurate? They've because, had cases where they're not right. Well, uh, there's been several times. I remember when I called and I was looking to cancel, they kept saying, we looked at your history. You've been with us for five years. You have never come even 25% of, of meeting that data cap. So I felt a little at ease because I'm like, okay, well, I don't plan on using it anymore than I do now. Why was it within the first three months that I was on it, I right. exceeded my data cap twice. Yep. And I've exceeded it multiple times since then. It's like, I'm not doing anything different than I've done before. Mm -hmm. And you told me I've never even came 25% in five years of reaching that one terabyte data cap. But now you're telling me that all of a sudden, and and the thing that, uh, the reason that I know that there's, that that there's something with that was because one of the months that I did, I was actually on vacation for a week. And when I'm on vacation, I turn off my, um, all my machines and I usually unplug my router. And I, and I just, I don't have anything going on. Right. And so I was gone for a whole entire week. So you're telling me one week removed from a month, I actually <laughs> exceeded my data cap. So you're telling me in that three week period, right. I went over my data cap. If I was at home for a week, it would have been even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy it. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that that whole thing is, I got so many issues and I'm really surprised that it's still sticking around. Yep. I mean, Brian, you're you're a network engineer, so like, if you when when you are working with different, you know, people's you know network and, and internet and things like that, is there a way that you guys actually track how much data uh, a place is using, or, or I guess better yet, um, that you can see how much data they're using? Um, well, there are definitely ways to to look at it, yeah, but it always seems like there's these quirks that happen, and it, 
that may allude to the fact that it's not right it's not all the time. Accurate. I mean, I don't know if they really discussed and their agreements with you on your data. Like, um, is it is it one terabyte? Yeah. One direction or both ways? And why does both ways get counted yeah. against it's you? It's both ways. ways. Yeah. It's both why ways. Does, what yeah. does both ways get counted against exactly. you? Exactly. Because exactly. You know, the other side should pay for their side. This come back to me. Why? Yeah. Don't, I, I you know, can't control what like, they. I don't send know what they're. Me. Yeah. How they're calculating that stuff, and it just I don't know. I, that whole situation really gets me upset about. Yeah. Yeah, but caps. I mean, even with the setup how it is currently, I mean, you should at least. Be nice to your customer. I mean, they had unlimited for a long time. Forever. It's and always been. Especially when, if you're on a higher right. speed package. If you're at like 300 megabit or if you can go like gigabit speeds. I mean, you should be able to have a higher tier than the person that's paying $20 a month for 15 megs down. Right. And still has a terabyte data cap. Like, I, agree. I mean, it doesn't seem very innovative with the way things are going because i mean Mm -hmm. you have 4k streaming on the horizon there's more and more 4k content out there and that is never going to sit within a one terabyte data cap yeah i I don't understand the concept to me it would have been and everyone would have been happy people wouldn't have left you know their provider they were with that out at the time like i did if they had maybe just adjusted you know like for your plan it's going to change five or ten dollars instead of having this your plan will be thirty dollars more yeah. or fifty dollars yeah. more. Yeah, I agree. Or even offer a, a bundle for just like, a little bit more to say here. If you include yeah. TV back, it'll just be this much more a month, but we'll give you unlimited everything. Right. Yeah. Or as they, you know, some of the excuses I've heard is that they wanted to have this extra money one because of the cable cutters, but also because they wanted to be able to grow their network. Well, when someone when you're trying to get people to move to those higher speeds, then price it accordingly and not. So everyone has a clear understanding like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to commit to one gig or whatever. It just, it's just annoying this data cap. It, it doesn't make me want to go with a, with a faster speed. Right. If I'm not going to get any more yeah. data. You it's know? actually kind of worse to go with faster speed. Well, yeah. Cause you're going to lose you, it a lot faster. Get Cause the <laughs> end of the road quicker. <laughs> right. So there's no incentive. <laughs> right. There's no incentive except you get a faster speed, but you're going to get it for a shorter amount of time because right. if you once you reach your cap, you got a decision to make. Right. Do you want to shut everything down until you get reset? Right. Or do you want to pay for that overage? Which do you, does it, what is the overage anyway? Um I'm not sure but usually the, it's like 10 to 20 dollars per 50 gigabyte chunk. Right. 50 gigs. Is and nuts. also I don't understand this whole scenario That's because one game that right. you download yeah. for yeah. Xbox or and PS4. You're done. You're Let done. alone what about um just inbound traffic? Couldn't I just sit here and cause everyone's bill to be higher? Just because yeah. I'm a, a mean guy, and I just send a bunch of traffic to anyone I want to. I yeah. don't care if they accept it or not. It's still getting matter. sent to them. Right. Yeah. I mean, that. how does that work? How are they but, calculating I mean, that? how do you even build stuff that's staying on your own network? I mean, that's like the funny thing. Like, you have all these providers, but right. they're probably sitting on the same backbone as, like, Cox or AT&T. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you really consider that internet traffic? That's, if that's staying within your local right, network. Right. And that's a good point you bring up there, Ben. And Netflix is, is one provider that, I know works with other cable providers because they got, I don't know if you guys remember when Netflix started getting really popular, you noticed that other providers uh, would throttle their connection. Right. And then it would just be really crappy for like that week. Yeah. And then they'd work it out where they ended up getting money from that provider or some other, something happened and it it went back to normal. Well, I, I think Netflix is one that actually worked with getting content closer to the providers or on the providers network. And 
syncing the data so that way they didn't have to incur the charges whenever they went to someone else's network. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of things that went into play for it to help them, and then they're still complaining. Like, it makes yeah, so sense. How can that be truly ethical if you're going to be right. charging somebody or doing meter connection right. for something that never even leaves your network? I mean, that's not true WAN connection when you're still staying in the Cox network. Like, I mean, we all right. work, and I mean, we connect back to our office all the time. And I mean, connecting back to our office, I bet we're still on that same Cox or AT&T connection. And I mean, it's like, right. can we really call that internet traffic that should be metered if it's still staying on your network and I'm connecting to other devices on your same network? Yeah, that's pretty pretty unfair. I think the main reason this is sticking around so long is that people don't understand how it works. No, mm. and they won't yeah, understand until they start getting charged. Yeah. Well, and they, it's still been going on for a little while, and they've seen some stuff, but I don't. People just don't understand how silly this is, and yeah, they, yeah that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is, and and really, until again, it's one of those things. Until it starts to hurt, you know, they're going to continue to do it because they they've created a new normal now, and uh, I can right. see them tearing it out or down the road offering like a subscription service for streaming. Like, hey, you can add the streaming package where it doesn't count against your data cap for an extra yep, $20 yep. a month. And so I could see them adding all these different mm-hmm. add-ons for your for your internet bill. And again, that's going to drive that cost It'll up. get it up above right. that TV and, bill. Yep. And the money that they're trying to recoup, because I, I, I personally think it's just to recoup the money that they've lost from TV. Um, once they start to recoup that, then it's like we're there. But then... I do think that you will see some disruptors come. Maybe they offer like a wireless service or, or something along well, I think the lines. big disruption disruption that's on the horizon is going to be the 5G networks that are going to be coming. Yeah. So with, I mean, with once you get 5G speeds, internet out there, exactly. I mean, you'll have thousands of different providers. Yeah. Like you won't be stuck in these duopolies where it's like between one internet provider or the other, and they both have the same prices. Like, yep, right. well, you can go to the other guy, but you'll pay a little bit more, but... Yeah, it's okay. We're good if you go with them or stick with us. Well, I know one of the things that I was reading uh, actually this week was uh, T-Mobile is actually testing a home wireless service to co- connect with their 5G. Yep, and, I'm going uh, with that as so soon as it's out what, here. Yeah, when it comes, you better believe I'm going to be paying close attention. Mm-hmm. And if the price is comparable, I'm going to take I'm going to take a look. I mean, yeah. why not? Especially why not? if they offer unlimited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they offer unlimited or they give you so many gigs at 5g and then maybe they get you down to four i'm okay with that mm-hmm. you know so yeah there's a lot of advantages to 5g or 5g <laughs> uh keep wanting to call it five gigahertz <laughs> what's the speed on 5g uh well i've heard that the capability of 5g's uh i, th- I thought i heard that it could go up to 10 gig but most people only will see like at most i think practical is like a one to two um, I don't know how long it would take to get there or anything like that. Um, 2020. Yeah. But that's, I, I was reading some article ab- about it and they were talking about that. I don't even remember um, which one it was actually, but um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Could you think 5G could be, could hinder this or at least make companies like Cox and some of those cable companies that are doing this actually play fair? It'll be a big disruptor, and then they will have to try to compete again. Yeah. Right now, they have the monopoly set up, and they have their paywalls guaranteed, so they're trying to stick us for as much money as they can bleed out of us. But, I mean, this would be, like, a big disruption. I mean, having a third-party base 
wireless internet provider where basically you can go with anybody as long as somebody has a tower in your area and they have Which access to the fiber optic pipe then yeah they can just stream that internet connection to you and they don't have to worry about the infrastructure other than just having that tower with 5g antennas and having that connection back to the fiber optic pipe it does sound good yeah. but um I, I think with that implementation they um to get the a really good speed i i, I still think they're it's still putting in a lot of infrastructure like the yeah only there will have to be like a mesh type of network where you're going to have those, like know. more and more antennas spread right. out but I mean, um, maybe you can offer somebody a sweet deal say hey right. if we can put this antenna in your backyard we'll give you half off your bill i mean i would totally do that's like yeah put the antenna right up there well you know yeah. that's what a lot of the uh that's what the government did with those uh wind farm wind tunnel deals yeah, they put those things on on farmers' oh, land, yeah. and farmers actually were making so much money from them, they stopped farming. Yeah, you know, you don't see a lot of cattle. If you go up eighty one, like through was it uh, Okarchi, Kingfisher, all that, mm-hmm. for about thirty miles, all you see is just those those wind tunnels as far as your eyes can see. Right, and you know, I remember when I used to go there during, as a kid, you know, going to my hometown, you'd see cows and all kind of you know livestock up and down the highway. Now all you see is those wind tunnels. Mm-hmm. So I could see them doing that and I could see people getting totally on board for that because, mm-hmm. you know, if they're willing to pay you as well as that's one thing that you can eliminate really from paying every month, I think they'll they'll have people's, you know, approval to do it. And to be honest with you, outside of maybe paying mm-hmm. some people that can make a decision to, to block it, there's nothing that those companies like Cox and some of those companies can do about sure. that. Yeah. Um, I guess the only concern is... Um I think some people have some concerns though about this network's how it affects humans. There's apparently been no oh, yeah. Oh, radiation. Yeah, the radiation. Yeah, and there's apparently been no study on that. Now that could just be other competitors not wanting this to come in, and maybe that's yeah. the defense they're trying to use. But I, I don't know what research goes into new technologies and putting this mass deployment out everywhere. Well, I mean, they even said the same much. thing about cell phones, and I mean, right. they have some limited studies where they have proven it, but with like the advancements in the modems sure. and the wireless technology, I don't think the radiation is as bad. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that is something that of mm-hmm. a concern is like the new radiation that we're introducing into it. But I mean, mm-hmm. they still have like all that white space in the TV spectrum that they could use for this, which they're still broadcasting. They've been using that broadcasting spectrum for man, quite a while, nearly yeah. 80 years. Yeah. We all seem normal yeah. still, right? Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. For the most Get part. this weird twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't make you wonder. I mean, with all these new type of str- streaming services, like George just brought up, I mean, we have the Google Stadia gaming streaming service. I mean, that's going to be streaming a game to your console or well, not, you don't need a console anymore. It's to what? Your Chrome browser, your Chromium OS, Net Chrome Chromebook, and to your Chromecast. So you mm. get a controller, they'll stream a game, and I think they'll even support 4K streaming to your device. So, mm. I mean, that's a pretty big game changer because, I mean, to get mm. to that 4K capability locally, I mean, you have got to have some really good hardware to play 4K gaming. Yeah, I don't really, I can't commit to that. I can't afford the data caps for it. Yes, so nobody can. It's a really stifle innovation. Cause I, See, I there you go. Stifling innovation can't afford again. It. Yep. I'm waiting on uh, golf internet service to take to take. Uh, yeah, take it's, it's I know, uh, an interesting thought. I mean, I have seen some people where they've set up their own internet, and I mean, 
maybe we need to get some disruptive thinkers together sure. and see how we can actually come up with community-based internet. Right. Where um, I can tell you it's expensive to start. Okay. But I'm always willing to look at it. We need some backers. <laughs> but yeah, you guys want to uh, make some comments down there <laughs> below. Bill Let Gates? us know if you're serious, <laughs> and we would love to talk to you. <laughs> All right, so what is next? Um, Brian? Uh-oh. We got besides this. I know stand. you're a big fan of the Chrome browser. Oh, yeah. Chromium. Chromium. I don't understand why Chromium is so... I mean, I, I like Chrome. I just don't understand why it's the one that everyone seems to be wanting to use now. Um, yeah, I don't understand. Uh, I guess uh, well, I th- think we've already talked about Edge uh, changing to Chrome. No, okay. So uh, Edge browser changing to uh, use Chromium, um, which seems kind of kind of crazy. Well, Edge was a failed product. I mean, sure. I did give it the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I tried it out for all of a day and a half, and I'm like, this thing crashes on like nearly every website it doesn't run anything i need and i mean yes it's cool you can take a screenshot of whatever website you you're on and scribble all over it and then send it to someone instantaneously which i don't think i've ever had a need to do that yet i had an app like that way back when you could like shoot up an app a page or whatever and let the webmaster know how you thought about their what you thought about their page that's neat (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but so, um, yeah, it is interesting that that's what they chose to go with. Uh, I mean, I guess it's because, I mean, Google basically has a monopoly on the Internet. I mean, they basically design their websites to work the best for their Chrome browser, and I'm saying that's probably why the Edge browser crashed out or mm-hmm. died so much because everything was tailored to the Chrome browser that, you know, Edge didn't have all those functionalities. It didn't have the compiler. It didn't have the engine to run it. And so it crapped out when it hit those sites that were designed for Chrome. And so I guess that's why they relented and say, okay, we're going to go with a standard out there with Chrome. I mean, my personal preference, I'd go with Firefox. I mean, I love Firefox. Mm-hmm. I'm, they're the Netscape, Netscape of my <laughs> youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Firefox is great as well. Um, and it runs a lot smoother on your OS too. Um, if you got, I don't know if you guys, right. I'm sure you have, where you've looked up your task manager when you've got Chrome open. And it's got like tons of instances, even for just like a couple of tabs. Yeah, you pay for that sound yeah. sandboxing. Yep. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty neat. Um, I guess uh, I think I'm gonna stick with Safari though. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Safari's you sure you don't want to go with Opera? Ooh, whatever so, happens. A good well, option. Know, this is a good. This is a good. You know, <laughs> way a good conversation. <laughs> what happened to Opera? It's it still was there. To, I know, but it was. It used to be one of the big three, and then all of a sudden, it, it got, solid kind of got. Well, they went up. Chromium based with it. And Wait, what? Again? Yeah, Chromium? they're Chromium. <laughs> Brian's like, it's no! just one browser now. They lost just, relevance. Everyone's going to be using Chromium. It's just be like, I don't know why you even use anything. Just use the real, the original. Yeah. Then. Yeah. yeah. Might as well. <laughs> all these derivative works for the same performance. Right. Yeah. But I mean, with Firefox, I mean. I like it because it's more community be community based and it's built for the user versus built for the company. Because I mean, like mm-hmm. even with Chrome, I mean, all right, I'm gonna have my creepy paranoid moment. But I mean, Uh-oh. it's designed by Google. 
Google <laughs> is always going to be mining your data. All the time. Chrome always tries to log you into your Google account. Every Guaranteed. Time. <laughs> and then they always try to have a cookie in the background. Or they try, always try to analyze your traffic or see what websites you're on. And then they tie that back to your Google account. Google mm-hmm. account. And then you start seeing all these references. And yes, they're doing it for our own good. So we know about all these great services wow. that they offer. They get but paid for. It's called AdWords. Yeah, but I mean, that's mm-hmm. the creepy part about it. It's like with Chrome, I mean, yes, somebody is watching you all the time. No matter what you're doing, if you're in a Chrome browser, someone knows what you're doing there. Even if you go in incognito, they're especially watching you when you're in <laughs> inc- incognito. But I mean, that's mm-hmm. the part that I like about Firefox. I mean, it's based on the community. It's based on people. It's based on privacy. It's based on security. I mean, yeah, they always have the pound to own competitions. I mean, they mm. always trade blows with Chrome and Firefox back and forth. But I mean, I would still go towards Firefox because I mean, they are the what is it? The open browser for the internet, and yeah. they're also <laughs> in the Tor project. So I was mm-hmm. trying to get to that. The oh, onion yeah. router. Oh so. yeah. Mm. Yeah. The so I mean, browser. that's secure browsing. So yeah. if you want to really have better browsing securely mm-hmm. without anybody creeping on you, use the Tor browser, and that is totally based on Firefox and that's on their Rust com- the Rust coding frame language and the framework so I mean they're only going to make it more and more secure I mean they're working on like what is it their quantum level code mm-hmm. set for Firefox so I mean there would be my brand of choice for a browser because I like the community mm-hmm. I like the people developing it and I like its openness and privacy controls to it so Better options all around for it. Yeah. All right. You sold me. That's it. That's all I'm going to use now. Firefox. Uninstall Chrome everywhere. Uninstall it. So that was a pretty good review. That was a review. Yeah, we did get on quite a bit of a tangent there, but hey, Mm -hmm. it is our week in tech. We're very passionate people. That's true. And one of the things also just to add to this is you know, it's very important to stay up to date with this kind of stuff. And that's one of the reasons why we bring you guys. This is because there's so many things that people don't understand about technology. And because they don't understand it, they just kind of let it just go by the wayside when they don't understand the data caps. They don't understand, you know, these companies that are watching you and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And that, you know, I mean, have you ever went and looked at something on Amazon? Then you went over to Facebook and you (laughs) saw that ad for the exact same thing. That's a pixel. And then right. take a copy of Or when your you're data. talking about something now that's, with uh, your yeah, phone around right. you and yeah. then somehow an ad ties exactly yep. to what you're talking about. I've seen it yeah. multiple times. I think times. we've all seen that interaction. Yeah. So where, Yeah. Sometimes I've just thought about something and it's appeared, so that's Yeah, that technology <laughs> exists too. That Bluetooth <laughs> on your phone. Right? Yeah. There's a Bluetooth chip. Bluetooth now. brainwaves. Yeah. Maybe that goes back to that five G network. Maybe it pulls data from the brain Ooh. yeah man certain rumors all but over the you town. start seeing ads that you're about to think about and then you right. see the ad and you're like that's what i was just about to say that's right. what i was about to think mm-hmm. quick let's check our phones let's see if there's an ad for firefox browser yeah could be could be uh that's the first thing that comes up in your ads <laughs> let's go to the app store real quick i want to see checking it right now let's see Uh-oh. so we're gonna go to the app store Let's see. Let's just scroll down. Connect with your team. There's Cisco WebEx. Get Cisco Web. We were talking about Cisco. Wow. Um, let's Pretty see. Crazy. College Life. 
Just scrolling down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Launch your startup. Tech stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Don't see any Firefox stuff yet. Right, Don't right. see any Netscape stuff. Well, it was a competing product, so they probably downvote that and suppress right. that. Maybe a bad one to look at. Yeah. Yep. Maybe later today. So we'll test this next time. We'll talk about Intel. Someone's listening. They're not going to just show us. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. The AI yeah. knew we were aware. We took the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was a good uh, good weekend review. Um, yes, let us know what reviewed. you think. Uh, make sure to leave the show a review. Give us five stars. Uh, if there's something you want to see, or something you packets. want us to talk about. Yeah. Right. Packet something you want us to packets. see, something you want us to talk about. If you guys have something out there that you want us to review, uh, maybe you have an app out there. Maybe you have, you know, a new invention or, or something that you're looking to do. Uh, send us a comment. Let us know. We'll connect with you. And uh, we would love to review your product or service live uh, on the podcast. So Or rant about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that too. So I can't say that every ready. review will be great. We will give you an honest review. <laughs> Yes, we have no sponsors, you, you so we're owned by anybody right now. Right now, yes, <laughs> yes. Corporate greed is not taking over us yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. Right. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> all right, so great, great episode today, guys. Thank you all so much. This was episode four. Mm-hmm. Episode four, yeah, right. we had to look. Ben was throwing me I off. He count. threw up a five. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to do a high five. I can't count up to five that well. <laughs> So this is episode four, guys, of This Week in Review. Thank you all so much for joining. We will see you all next week. And uh, until next time, guys, go out there and don't drop any packets. Have a good day. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys.